Hello. I'm still debating on how I want to intro this. I have this like, I just can't do things the way everybody else does them. It's just my knee jerk reaction is to run the other direction when I see a crowd going one way. And I realize what I should be doing is editing a soundbite and putting that at the beginning and then having the super groovy music that Mr. Mickey four made for me, or I should actually have a fucking intro. That's just the same garbly goop over and over again that you guys will skip past if you're anything like me. So this is it. If you've ever called me on the phone, I also don't say hello. I just start talking. So I guess this is me. (laughs) You are welcome. And I kind of want to talk about that today. You, you know, how you do what you do how we all do what we all do and what our expectations are around that, where we've gotten distracted or wrapped up in other people's brouhaha and ultimately what performance means. The dance monkey dance title is because usually, or maybe this is just what I'm acutely going through is realizing how much of what I do is performative. And I'm I'm currently at my parents. I'm helping them move out of their house right now is really great. It's really neat. I'm actually very, very grateful that I have the space and capacity to be able to offer this and do this for them. I'm also acutely aware of the fact that I'm doing it my way. And you know, everyone's like, Oh my God, you're such a good daughter. And it's like, no, dude, my parents are fucking nightmares. This is how I make this fit into my life in a manner that won't make me suicidal or homicidal. So here we are. And I'm noticing how much of what I do is performative. And the first question my mother certainly asks me when I come out of my little cave hole of doing my own work and trying to keep my fucking life off the ground. The first thing she says is, did you get, how much did you get done today? Did you get a lot done today? And yesterday when she asked that, I'd gotten one thing done. I'm trying to figure out this crypto conundrum. And I I'd literally spent 24 hours on it and it finally got done when I picked my head up and acknowledged other people's presence in my experience. And I said to her, you know, some days nothing gets done and that's okay. It's not about how much I get done, but I know I feel good when I get a lot done. It's part of our programming. It's part of what we've been told is a metric, our performance metrics our KPIs, our key performance indicators. Usually performance and performance metrics are based on the past. We're using past data and past targets to measure our current performance. So it is inherently flawed. Our ego wants to know we're doing good. We've been told our whole lives that other people get to tell us what our performance looks like. And we've gotten very off track in understanding what our own level of success is, and more importantly, what our success feels like. So let's talk about that. Because in business, performance kind of feels like everything. But here's the thing. (laughs) A lot of the targets, a lot of the indicators, a lot of the metrics might not feel very good. Now that can work in our favor or that can work against us. And that is entirely up to us. I don't need to talk about social media or sales numbers or customer client buyer numbers or the difference between profitability and top line revenue for you to know that sometimes the numbers or the performance metrics are fucking bullshit. And in fact, the way that they make you feel disables you from being productive, powerful, and very performative. First things first. God, do I say that a lot? I feel like that's one of my little like colloquialisms. I think first things first, but I digress. Our definition of performance is for the most part externalized. So where you're going to need to start is 
with a little bit of grieving (laughs) of what was of whomever you were performing for and whatever targets you had set for them. You need to figure out what your definition of success is. And then you can start constructing supportive and expansive performance metrics. It is also going to take a little bit of death around how you, you've you thought of performance as a success or failure. I like to think of it, our targets, as tools that enable us to understand what we need to do in order to get closer to them. So it's not about hitting the target dead on in the middle. It's about shooting at the target to see where you land and then going, oh, interesting. Okay. I'm always overcorrecting and I'm 180 degrees off target. <laughs> or whatever it is. What can I do to actually shift my focus so that my aim gets a little bit closer to where I'm trying to go? Or perhaps I need to move the whole fucking target. If I'm always hitting the left wall, what if I put the target on the left wall? Sorry, that was like not an amazing analogy, but I think I think you're smelling what I'm stepping in. One of the reasons this came up for me is because I was on social media And I was listening to a podcast interview and the person being interviewed was someone I hadn't heard of. So I got onto their social media to do a little bit of research as we do. And I was shocked. This person had hundreds of thousands of followers and I found myself scrolling their feed and I kept asking, but what do you do? What do you sell? What is your service? What is your product? Like what? And I had this epiphany. They don't have to do anything. They have defined their own terms of success. And by simply being They're generating income and influence and creating impact and making this world a better place. And as superficial or judgmental as I wanted to perceive that in, I had a real aha moment. The question being, well, what do I want now? What do I have the capacity for now? How can I love exactly where I'm at and also create exactly what I want without having to be more productive, without having to perform more. So in business, we go through several performance phases. There's the startup, there's the sustain and and build, which to me is where we're kind of growing from within. There's not a lot of actually external. It can even look really shitty when you look at the numbers because you're investing, you're taking leaps of faith, you're testing strategies and personnel and processes, and then you're scaling, you're having rapid growth. That's everybody's favorite part of business, the rapid growth phase where all of the income and all of the resources and all of the buzz is happening. And it's incredibly externalized, which will then inevitably result in another startup phase because you suddenly have a business that is 10x or 30x. You went from 30 employees to 3000 employees. It happened quicker than you were able to build out the infrastructure. So you're essentially in a completely new business with completely new people. And collectively, you've created a completely new entity with different goals and different customers, clients, or buyers, and it's all new. And then we step into the sustained phase where we build things out, we build out that infrastructure, that security, that safety, the processes, the rinse, wash, repeat aspect, and then we do it all again. So take time to (laughs) reevaluate. Part of the most crucial element of performance is the measurement, is the evaluation phase where we look at the information, the data that has been collected, and then we use that to go back to the beginning and improve our performance. When things get chaotic, when you get really noisy, as in the stress and the struggle and that I have to, and I can't take time out and I can't stop and I can't pause and I can't review because it's all too busy. 
That is the monkey mind. I did not make up that term. If you've been on this mindset path, you're very fucking familiar with it. And if you've tried to meditate and you can't meditate, that my friend is your monkey mind. Now look, I'm not suggesting everyone has to sit still with their legs in lotus position, with their eyes rolling back into their head, counting breath. No, like your meditation can look however it is that you want. And it can be two minutes a day. It can be 30 seconds. But if you're not pausing because you don't have time, check yourself before you wreck yourself. In order to dream big and create bigger, better, badder, badass results, You've got to take a time out. You have to continually scale the dream like you scale the team. So fucking cheesy. It is the chatter that comes up, all of the reasons you can't, won't, don't have, blah, blah, blah. That is going to affect your ability to expand. It is survival. You're in survival mindset right now. And that noise is actually what's going to hold you back from creating everything that's fucking possible for you and your business and your people and your community and your world. When you start taking time out to listen to those voices and get familiar with them, let them know like, hey, look, I appreciate all of that feedback. And in this moment, I'm going to take a different course of action. Thank you. Let's check back in in a moment. Anything that feels impossible or as an intractable obstacle is a block. I know that's repetitive and redundant. The not taking a time out to go, well, how do I think about this differently? The need for constant performance, for constant productivity, that is also a block. There is no one right way, my friend. There is one right way for you right now in this very moment. And that will shift as soon as you step out that right way. (laughs) So the evaluation is fucking crucial. The integration is the only part of it that matters. If you're not taking what you've learned and applying it, get fucked. You're everybody else on the internet talking at a microphone into a screen, just like me right now. This is me walking the walk. This is me creating something. This is me putting something out into the world. I have no idea what it's going to do. I'm not doing it for anybody else. I'm just testing it. I don't know how long I've been thinking about a podcast for. I didn't have the balls to do it until a friend of mine basically kicked me in the ass. In February, I recorded a bunch of episodes. It took me ages to blah, 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 blah. All of those can'ts, all of those excuses. And here we are performing, being productive, putting it out there. There's only one way to figure out your how and your when, and that's to fucking do it. And it's not going to be perfect. So take one step and evaluate. How does this feel? Does this feel good? Cool. I'm going to take another step. Ooh, this was fucking weird. Is it weird because it's uncomfortable? Because I haven't done this before? Because I am looking at different performance metrics, aka the ones that are inside of me, aka does this feel good? How much of what you do is for them? How much of what you do is defined by them? It's not sustainable. So flow with it. Be with it. Understand that as you push your own boundaries and push your own edges out, there will be fear because you can see all of this new space, all of this expansion, all of the results of all of your hard work, and you're at a new level and you don't have the skills again. Once again, you're in a beginner's mindset of how do we create something new? How do we try something new? It's your performance. It's your productivity. It's trying things in a new way. I think my dad has finally decided to actually move something. So there's a lot of noise in the background. I apologize. It's uncomfortable, right? What will you think? My audio is not perfect. Should I stop? Should I try something else? No, I'm I'm really actually trying to step into my own energy around these podcast episodes and finding a moment where I feel 
excited and I can create that exercising, having a really great conversation, allowing myself a little extra caffeine, doing these things in the morning when I feel more tapped in. There's, there are ways you can influence your own productivity and test it out. See how it affects the desired end results. Understand that your discomfort in resetting your performance metrics will have a lot to do with what you've been told and letting those false securities and constructs go will also be uncomfortable. So now you have uncomfortable compounding uncomfortable. And once you master that, you will be unstoppable. My friend, when you can embrace being the beginner, embrace, not knowing how to do it, find the perfection in your imperfection nothing can stop you. You become an expert in your own performance and in 10xing your productivity if that is what you so desire to do, or also mastering the ability to take a pause and to use this time to find your next best thing and the best way right now. There's a rhythm to this. This is how you discover your autonomous movement your patterning, what you need to resource effectively in any situation. So even if you're on some fucking incredibly, I was talking with a friend of mine who went for mountain biking and she was saying she had done this trail before and she remembered it being just, it was an epic trail for anyone in mountain biking, you know what an epic trail is. And so when she and her new bow started on this trail, she had an an oops. She had forgotten the last time she did the trail was on an (laughs) e-bike. And in this, they had rented or they had borrowed a bike from a friend they were traveling. And so they borrowed a bike and rented a bike. Not only did they not have e-bikes, but his bike didn't have rear brakes. So they took turns on this 25 mile ride, trading bikes, one bike that was totally unfamiliar, the other, well, both bikes totally unfamiliar, one bike that wasn't really working and just had fun with it. And no, did they go as fast as they wanted or get, you know, the joy and freedom and fun? No, but they did it. And yeah, they were bruised and went over the handlebars a couple times. There's no rear brakes. <laughs> and they had an amazing, amazing time. Was it what they had planned? Absolutely not. Was it maybe a stupid idea? I'll let you be the, the decision maker on that. But they've they've done this before and not, I mean, the exact same situation, but they've made silly, stupid mistakes and rolled with it and had an amazing time, laughed at their crashes. William Blake once said, if the doors to perception were cleansed, everything would appear. To me, this is the infinite possibilities available to us when we let go of expectation, when we stop saying, well, this is exactly how it should have happened. I was working with a client and she's a graphic designer and she was playing the role of creative director in a nonprofit for the last year. And it was just getting too much. They kept jumping more and more on her plate and she has her own businesses and her own passions and her own art. And as this partnership became increasingly more dependent on her and her performance and her productivity, it got too much. And she was saying how she wanted to call in bigger and better clients and not income-wise, people who had visions, people who wanted to change the world, people who wanted to work with her the way that she liked working. And she wanted to step out a strategy for that in our business coaching relationship. And meanwhile, she's telling me about two new relationships that she was growing 
with local-minded businesses and change makers and people creating real difference in their communities and worlds. And how, you know, one of them wanted her to be doing floral arrangements. And the other had a whole bunch of projects, but they, they weren't really high budget and didn't know how to approach it. And so she was complaining to me about how every time she does a bit or has a conversation with these people, it feels like she has to reinvent the wheel. Now, these are people who are saying, tell us how you want us to work with you. Tell us what you think is best. Offer us the creative direction with full autonomy and our support because we love what you do. Help us help you create exactly what you're asking for. And I offered that reflection to her and it was like the light bulb went on. She was using old assumptions about working with clients and all of the edits and changes and uncertainty and back and blah, 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 blah. And you know what they their budgets were and how she always felt like she had to meet their terms instead of the other way around. And I said, this is your opportunity to teach people how to treat you. You tell them what they need. They need a logo and a sign and a video and some refreshing on their branding. That's a rebrand. That's a huge fucking project. And if they don't have the budget for it in this moment, there's your retainer. <laughs> this is how you replace the other thing. It didn't look exactly the way that she thought it would when she said, I want bigger and better. She had bigger and better right there, right now. Open yourself to what your productivity and performance might look like by tuning into how you want it to feel. And then when you find yourself feeling that way, go there, pay more attention to that. Spend your time and energy growing that. This is a short one because I don't need to just keep talking because every podcast episode should be 30 minutes or because maybe I haven't offered enough or whatever the other thing I'm I'm telling myself the way it should be. I've gotten through everything I want to say, so I'm done. I love you. 